following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. Yeah, and it's time for two wild-eyed. Whoa, hold on! It's wild. It's it's time now for two wild-eyed Southern boys, Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Absolutely, welcome to RealRacingUSA.com. It's Dirt World right here, exclusively on RealRacingUSA.com with my good buddy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt. Kid, what's happening? What's going on? Man? Hey, call it, man. I tell you what, we got a big one now. You sent out the email this afternoon, letting everybody know just a little taste of what's going to be on tonight's program on Dirt World. And and I think you summed it up right, man. You said, you know, despite all the rain, that's not going to stop us, man. We've got so much racing to talk about tonight. What has already taken place over the past weekend, and certainly what's to come over the next weekend. I got enough rain. I don't think I dry out before the summer's over. We need to race, man. Yeah, we really do. I mean, you guys at Ocala Motor Speedway, you guys are going on, what, three, three weeks, weeks in, in a row. row. Volusia has raced once in three weeks. So, you know, it's really starting to get difficult. And, and listen, man, it's not even, you know, July and August yet when things really get bad. But I tell you something, Joe, man, I went to East Bay Saturday night and what some fine racing they had. The weather was nice. It was beautiful there. 30 late models show up for the race car engineer in 2000 to win, and what a show it was. And We'll talk about it a little bit later on. And uh, Man, they had a packed house full of cars and a packed grandstand, as always. And, uh, man, the Phillip Cobb put on a show and got beat with on the white flag lap by Jeff Matthews, who has been the hottest thing there. But uh, we'll just talk about that a little bit later on. But, yeah, you're right, man. You know, the Powell Memorial got rained out on Friday, and uh, 
got rescheduled to the 19th of June, and then we're about to have some big racing here. You got the 19th of June, you got the Powell Memorial, the late, the, the modified thousand win Budweiser modified thousand win got moved till June 20th, so that's the next day after the Powell, and then one week later the 30 the 3800 to win Scott Toss Memorial. So a lot of good racing coming up here down the stretch. And, what a good race Saturday night, the dream, man, that Jimmy Owens put it on him again, son. Boy, no doubt. The only driver to have won the world and the dream, both. He's uh, the old, uh, four, one of four drivers to only win the world and the dream in their career. So that's quite an accomplishment. Picked up, like you said, on the email, cool hundred grand for the driver out of Newport, Tennessee. And we got a hold of Jimmy a couple of days ago, and he's going to be on the program today. He ain't slowed down at all, man. I talked to Jimmy. He was pulling the motor out in the car. They're getting ready to go racing tomorrow night. They're going to a, a four-day deal or a three-day deal, Thursday, Friday, Saturday deal. Uh, I think Duck River Thursday night, uh, some, uh, North Georgia Friday, and uh, I think they said Talladega on Saturday. So they're they're continuing the race. And uh, he won a couple weeks ago and picked up a cool another ten grand, and they top it off last week with a hundred thousand. I think it'd have been tough to say. I should have we should have got a hold of Bloomer and had Bloomer on waiting tonight. And, see what would have happened if Bloomer's air cleaner hadn't blown off and see if, if Jimmy Owens would have still won the race. But I still think, you know, everybody talks about these Bloomer chassis cars and how good they are 100 laps in, and it proved again Saturday night at the Dream. And uh, I'm, I wish we could have seen it, but uh, listening to it was just as good. Definitely. Some of the uh, top names in late model uh, racing here throughout the country have been on Dirt World, and uh, that's going to continue throughout the 2009 season. And a young man that is a friend of the show, of course, out of Watertown, New York, 2006, World of Outlaws late models champion Tim McCready will also join us tonight. Of course, Tim uh, involved in that just a horrible accident back in December during a qualifying run at the Chili Bowl. And uh, Tim, of course, has been recovering uh, major back surgery. Just as a matter of fact, uh, left Indianapolis last week for another checkup. And uh, we're going to try to lift Tim's spirits. Tim's looking for a triumphant return actually next Thursday night. So uh, that's on the 18th. He's going to try to strap into one of these late models and uh, so really look forward to talking to T-Mac tonight. Well, I talked to T-Mac a little earlier today. He was uh, talking about how he is ready. He's ready to go, and um, that's some of the things we'll cover tonight. But uh, told me he's got some new seats and said the back feels real good, said that uh, it actually feels better than some of the rest of the body who had, he hadn't been moving around some. And But talking to him today in the holiday, where he's heading from somewhere. But, you know, talking about the T-Mac deal, we've had him on the show two or three times. He's a former Chili Bowl winner. For him to be leading the A scrambler, which is what he was leading the A qualifier at the Chili Bowl, and the wheel broken, sent him out the park. If you haven't seen this wreck, go to YouTube and look it up. This was one of the worst midget wrecks I've ever seen, and flies. I mean, flips right out of the ballpark, and uh, actually hit a piece of heavy equipment. Yeah, a bobcat that yeah. was sitting outside of it. But you know, being with McCready, he's he's been on our show a bunch. We had him in studio on Monday night, the the weekend he collected his money from winning the World of Outlaw Championship, and. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's grown accustomed to be uh, one of our great friends in this show, and to, for that to happen to him, I think tonight we'll talk to him for the first time since that happened. We talked to him the week before the Chili Bowl, and then we hadn't talked to him since, but, uh, you know, still stayed in contact with him, made sure he was doing okay, but for him to be on the show tonight, he told me he's going to race next Thursday night, it's going to be his comeback, he's going to run that World About Law swing, and yeah, he's yeah. going to run that deal in Canada, that way he's close to home, Absolutely. in case something happens. He's actually been staying with uh, his dad, of course, the, uh, the, the the famous barefoot Bob McCready, so, you know, him and his dad have, you know, continued to get closer, but, you know, listening to Tim on some other uh, uh, media outlets, he, he's getting cabin fever up there, man, not a whole lot to do in Watertown. So, I mean, his life is late model racing. But yeah. the good thing here, you know, Carl and Ann Meyer, the, the car owners of this 32, uh, the Sweeteners Plus ride, these, these people have stood behind Tim, and, and this car has just been waiting for him. 
that they've been bringing this car to the races, and Vic Coffee has actually been in it. They've kept the car loose, so to speak. They've kept it, you know, warmed up and ready to go. So uh, that's the good thing. It's not like they're going to have to uncover it, dust it off. You know, Vic and the gang have had this car at the races, and, and they're just waiting for the driver. Yeah, we don't. Uh, we was going to try to set up a local driver too, but with there being no no local racing, we really didn't get one. I was trying to get in touch with Phil Cobb and so we can have him on with us tonight. But uh, we still might touch base with Jeff Matthews. I know we've talked to him three or four times this year, but, damn, he's the hottest thing in, in East yeah, Bay. And he's amazing. He started outside the front row Saturday night, fell back as far as fifth, and, and, and drove to the front with about ten to go. And what a show he put on. And, uh, you know, he's he's hot, and he's a good friend of ours, too, and we're glad to see. But I'm going to tell you something, Joe. This Saturday night at Volusia Square Park, you're going to see some a couple cars that you haven't seen yet this year at Volusia. I, I talked to some guys today and this past weekend when I was at East Bay, Jack Nosbitt's going to make the trip Saturday night, and so is Keith Nosbitt. They're both going to come to Volusia Saturday. So, uh, and I think as we get closer to the Thompson, you'll see guys make that turn and, and head over that direction and get their cars shaked up well, with Thompson. Uh, you know, it's midseason mayhem. That's what we're building this weekend. Double yeah, points. double points. All six UMP Dirt Car Sanction divisions will be in action, and, and I think that's a great idea for guys like uh, uh, breakfast. I'm not even going to be there that close to breakfast. You could oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're right. I got you. Sunday morning break. I thought you meant Saturday morning. My bad. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, hey, you say that, but unfortunately, let's get it out of our system before the Thompson. We don't My want bad. what happened last year. No. But Lawson Minshew leaves these points. Now, double points will be administered in all six divisions. And, you know, you talk about Jack and Keith showing up. They could play spoiler to some of these guys, man. They, they really could. The whole deal is... Uh... A lot of these guys haven't been able to come to Volusia because of the tire situation. You're not allowed to run 21s and 55s anymore. And uh, these guys have purchased them some 20s, 30s, and 40s, and I think um, they want to come over and run. So you'll see them guys. And you may see a few more stragglers come in. But I think the weekend before, which will be the 20th, I think they're going to open the tire rule up to the 20. They're going to run the 21s and 55s. So that was my next question to you. Uh, when your program shows up for the Thompson. The tire rule it's open it's opened up because it's, it is a sanctioned race. It's going to be uh, the tire rule is going to be twenties, thirties, forties, which, which is the track track yeah. rule. Gotcha. Twenty ones and fifty fives. Gotcha. And uh, the punch rule is going to be forty eight, which is the tire must punch forty eight. Very well. So everybody's tire, covered. Yes. Basically. Yes. Uh, you know what I'd like to do, and we unfortunately we can't do it. What I'd like to do is I'd like to maybe force the issue or try to talk to Ken and them guys about maybe the the weekend we go to October. In October we have a Friday show right, right, right. at Ocala. On a Saturday show at Volusia, yeah. try to see if they can let the 30s run with us at Ocala. Keep the 20s away. Let them run the 30s or 40s as long as they punch the right number. And that'll get some of your cars over on Friday night to run for that, that mayhem money that you're going to have. you you got the two days, Friday and Saturday, and we're going to have a point still that weekend, and it's a big weekend in October. I just came up with the name. You were thinking about this a couple of months ago. We talked about this, the Friday and Saturday night deal. And you got to make this work because you're the one that's creative, and you always come up with great stuff. This just hit me. I've been thinking. Fight for the forest. Come on, man. We're separated by the Ocala. Yeah, go with CK. Come on. We already we already discussed this well, earlier. I know, but what we had an article with? I did with Jack Smith at the beginning of the year. It's called it's called the Battle of the Forest. What's wrong with the fight for the forest? Okay, we'll because you're fighting for the, the forest. I mean, you're on both sides of it. Jack, help me out. I don't know, man. You're, you're already marketing. named it. You're a we named this gig like two months ago. I think that's right. Battle across oh. the forest, something like that. We came up with and. We, it don't matter, Joe. We'll Fight for the force, man. Get a couple, like, boxing gloves Whatever on you want to call it. You call it what? Take a pair of boxing gloves on a pine tree Joe, on the pitcher. Since you have the mic in your hand on Saturday, you can call it whatever you there like. There you buddy. go, regardless right. of what you guys bill it as. Right? There you go. <laughs> call it whatever you like. I just thought like. that was good. Just came up with that. 
Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's open this up. Uh, folks, uh, if you're listening tonight, join us on the email. Real simple to do. Just oh, your, damn. Now you're a little name already? Yes, I am. Go to your Yahoo email, and we'll pick the best one. If you agree with me, just, you know, say so. It's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Pick That's the best one. Pick the best one. It's got to go through idea. me. But right, <laughs> so we will collectively just decide. Dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. It's real simple, folks. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you want to perhaps ask uh, the Newport Nightmare a question, Jimmy Owens, or Tim McCready talking about his return next week in that number 39 car. So it's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Real, real quick, while we're on that Yahoo deal, the, the email deal, I was talking to a gentleman on the phone this afternoon from Delaware. His name is Dave. Uh, big into the diecast collectible. Dave, if you're listening, man, email me your email address so I can add you to our, our file. And uh, that way we can you can get the emails, the update emails that we send out every week. But uh, yeah, man, this is uh, this is something that's going to be big. This it is. is. But uh, talking of something big today, I was telling you earlier, I got a call from Martha Thompson today, and uh, for the Scott Thompson Memorial on the 27th, we, the winner will receive the uh, guitar, like they gave out, like they gave out the first year. Sure, right, right. And right. she had just called today and, and asked if it was okay, and I said sure. And Scott loved to play the guitar and he loved to sing, so yeah. that's that's a great idea. So she's already checked in with you, and of course that's all good for uh, uh, East Bay as well as Volusia. And the winner will treasure it, right? He won't yeah, break it. Yeah, yeah, they're not going. He's not going to bust it up in victory lane. I'll tell you that, because dirt drivers just don't do that stuff, Jack. Good, you know, good. That's right. Hey. uh... Uh, before we go to our first break, and, of course, we, we need to get Jimmy Owens on the line at 745. That's his schedule. Uh, there were some local racing in Albany, Georgia, with the National Late Model Series. That was a rescheduled date. And uh, also another friend of the show, a local boy, Jason Fitzgerald, picked up his fifth win. Jacksonville juggernaut. Dude, unbelievable. Yes, I do. His fifth victory of 2009. Let me tell you something. Talking to 50 last week and uh, talking about racing, he said, man, I just tell you, Bill, I want to knock down one of them UDLMCS. I want one of them trophies or one of them. You'll get one. I want one of them checks to hang yeah, up in buddy. my shop. Yeah, he buddy. said, I got these National 8 Mall checks, but I want one of them other checks. Yeah, right, he does. Uh, Jason Fitzgerald, and that was his fifth series victory, eighth overall for the season, which is pretty darn impressive. Hasn't been that many more than eight races already in the books anywhere. But uh, Jason Fitzgerald, Stephen Roberts was second. Jeff Henry. My man out of Jacksonville, Florida, was able to finish third, and he was coincidentally the fast qualifier up there at Albany on uh, Saturday. Uh, Jeff Henry, Brandon DeWitt, Wayne Sugar, Sugar Bear made the trip from St. Augustine to uh, lock down a fifth-place finish up in Albany. Bo Allen was there. He finished sixth. Kale Simons was seventh. Eighth spot was Jay Carpenter back in a brand-new ride is Jay. Casey Burrow was ninth, and rounding out the top ten is Brandon Cameron. And that, of course, was the National League Model Series uh, event up in Albany, Georgia. And yeah. I'm gonna that's a that's a pretty good show that got rescheduled uh, due to rain a few weeks ago, and they and I'm glad they got it in Saturday night, and uh, really glad that Fitzgerald picked up the win. Uh, I think the points deal now with that deal is uh, pretty tight now with uh, Bo Allen running sixth and Brandon, Brandon Cameron falling to you know fading to the back a little bit, but uh, you know I'm glad they got it got out of the way so some of the guys can come run the the, the Powell Memorial. Uh, some of those guys I called and Jeff Henry being one of them. And I'm not calling Jeff out on the radio here, but I am saying I've asked Jeff to come run with us, and the only place he showed up is Brunswick. So 
I don't know what's going on there. He's got a fast car. He always is. He's a real good race car driver. I think he could win. I, I really think. I think he, he has. I think he had the car to beat at Brunswick. He went to the back twice and came back and still ran fifth. But kind of elusive for some year. odd reason. I don't understand why he won't come run with us. So there's, there's a lot of different things that could come into play. That's Summer right. Nationals for the UMP ranks that kicks off at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana. Uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, and of course, folks, that is just a grueling event. 27 races in 30 days, so if you're throughout the Midwest or uh, uh, in, in a position where you could perhaps watch or listen to some of these events, make sure you do it. 27 races in 30 days for the UMP Summer Nationals. Kicks off tomorrow night at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana. That is it for segment number one. When we come back, the nightmare from Newport, Tennessee, the Osho, Jimmy Owens. you put some dirt on something. I don't care what. Just do something for a change. Thank you. This is Doughboy Williams. You're listening to, you're listening to Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid on Dirt World, uh, on Real Racing USA. Billy, please put dirt on something and get off your butt and do something. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pourer. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pourer. What do you do with a master's degree in art history? You get a nose ring and pour coffee for a living. Pour it on now. Why is it called a latte? Maybe because it costs a latte. And it takes a latte time to make. A whole lot of latte. Someone ordered a cappuccino? Step aside. Let the man who works the milk farmer take over. Step aside. Sure, you charge five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's putting that tip jar out that takes real guts. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, guru of the ground roast. It's not the caffeine that gives us the buzz. It's you. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop. Bud Light Beer at Isaac Bush for Collins, Colorado.
It's time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. This is Dirt World. Welcome back to Dirt World on Real Race at USA.com with my good friend Billy the Kid. My name is Joe Dirt, and this is, of course, our Wednesday Night Motorsports Talk Show brought to you exclusively on Real Racing USA. Com. As we promised, folks, the driver that picked up, of course, the dream at Eldora Motor Speedway on Saturday night. They call him the Osho with the Newport Nightmare. Of course, he's been on the program before from Newport, Tennessee. Jimmy Owens. Jimmy, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. How are you guys? Excellent, man. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I know you're out there thrashing, uh, uh, helping uh, anybody you possibly can. And uh, <laughs> to be able to spend just a few minutes with you tonight really means a lot to us, man. Well, thanks. It's uh, a lot to be on your own show. Very well. Jimmy, what can we say? You are one of four drivers that have picked up the dream at Eldora as well as the, the world. Dude, you're, you're living the dream. Things could not be better for you, man. Well, no, unless I hit the lottery. That'd, that'd make it a little better, but as far as racing, it's pretty killer. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say, you know, the, the we had you on the program a couple years ago when you picked up the, the World 100 win. and now we got you on tonight, and Saturday night you picked up the dream. Tell us about your day, man. Tell us about how your day started, and then, and then lead us through the day of how it ended. You know, we're standing in victory lane one more time at Eldora Speedway. <laughs> you know, it, it was a pretty hectic day because all night, the whole night before we'd have problems with qualifying. The motor was running good, uh, but it just wasn't running right, you know. And uh, we kept having problems, and I started to uh, we started to change the motor, and I laid in bed all night pondering. Finally woke up the next day, and uh was almost pushing to change the motor. Well, I got the carburetor. We changed carburetors for qualifying. And um, there was something wrong with the carburetor that we take, took off of it. And so that eased my mind about the motors and all that stuff. So we just got everything together and, you know, didn't make it through the heat like we wanted to. And uh, But, uh, you know, we got the fast time provisional and was able to, you know, start back there. And we just throwed some stuff at it because we were starting so far back, and it worked out for us. Wow. Jimmy, of course, you're driving the Reese Monument uh, Gantt uh, appraisals ride, and uh, you've had great relationships with them. Now, we apologize uh, from Dirt World. Uh, is that still, or, or I'll tell you what, you tell us what kind of chassis you ran at Eldor. It's a Bloomquist chassis. Um, you are, you're in the Bloomquist. Now, take us through a couple of months ago. You know, I mean, it was all over, all over everywhere in dirt racing circles. Uh, what happened there? I mean, you were out of that chassis. You didn't run it a little bit, right? Um, no, no, no. It was just all rumors. Uh, you know, okay. there was we was we've been in the car for the last three years and Very and well. have never went to nothing else. Very well. And you are one of the first that uh, old Scott decided to kind of branch out with. So that means something. Of course, a couple of uh, gentlemen from the volunteer state. You guys got a lot in common. You live, you know, not too far from each other. But you're right, man. I mean, uh, it was everywhere. Nothing but rumors and buddy. People's mouths were just wide open and jaws mm-hmm. were dropping everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, me and Scott, uh, I mean, his car's good. They suit me good. And, you know, he, he's, he's a good guy. He's good to me and all that stuff. So, you know, there's no reason to go nowhere else, especially as running as we are. Now, Billy had a question. We were talking uh, before we started the program, or actually when we opened the program, uh, about these Bloomquist chassis. And, and, Billy, your man is here asking. The, the Bloomer chassis seemed to peak for the 100-lap races, and you seem to find these things towards the top of every 100-lap show. And every Bloomer uh, chassis driver we've had on the phone has to say the same thing. We had Rick Eckert on a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how he wants – the reason why he wanted to go to it or he did go to it is because he needed something more consistent in the 100-lap races. Is this a true scenario, or is this just something people are saying? 
Oh, no, no, it's real good. You know, they're consistent. I mean, you're as good at the first that you are the last. And, uh, you know, it's just a good balanced car. Uh, you know, it works well. Scott's definitely did his work, and uh, he's got a good piece out there. You have, you're the winner of the dream Saturday night, and I believe Scott Bloomquist was second. He led for a long time, and the air cleaner blew off his car. What did he say after that? I mean, we we thought about having him on tonight, too, as well, but we didn't want to take nothing from you. But did he say anything after that maybe he had something if the air cleaner didn't blow off, or did he just know you was the man from the, from the get-go? Or? Um, no, you know, I didn't even talk to him out of the race or none of that stuff. I mean, we were, I was parked up in top, and he was down in the infield, and, you know, it was just so hectic out of the race where we'd won. You know, he didn't even get time to stop up and say hi or nothing like that. And, you know, he called yesterday and congratulate us and all that stuff, and we talked a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, you know, it was just, uh, it was just a tough deal. You know, I hate his air cleaner and all that stuff blowed off. But, you know, we had a pretty tough car. I don't know if we could have yeah, off or not. <laughs> somebody that I talked to was sitting in the grandstand said that air cleaner didn't make a damn. He said you was coming through the pack and said that the, 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 as you got around lap 50 or even around lap 60, so they knew then, he told me flat out, he said, I told the guy sitting next to me, Jimmy Owens is going to win this race. And he said that sure as hell, when you went to the front, that was it. It was over. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, we got the caution just at the right time. And uh, I was hoping because my car was running really, really good. And, and right as the caution come out, I got to where I could see Stewart. I couldn't see Tony, but I guess Tony was out in front of Stewart a pretty good way. But, you know, I, I got to where I could see him. And then I thought, well, you know, we're, we're obviously running pretty good because we were able to chase them down from 19th and then. Yeah, it was wow. a good deal. And then the caution came out, and it bunched us all up, and that's what we needed. Good Lord. Track was good then. I mean, you had to be happy, of course, with some rain that uh, came through to kind of uh, postpone and, and reschedule the prelude. Uh, there was some weather in the area, man, but that held out, and obviously, uh, old Tony Stewart gave you guys a pretty good racetrack. Oh, yeah. The track was awesome. Track was awesome. Was awesome. There was... Oh, go ahead, man. Billy's talking. Oh, I said that, you know... <laughs> He likes to talk on his phone during the radio show. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the, the track was obviously pretty good. Yeah, the track was really great. I mean, you can see, I mean, Tony was running high, Scott was running low, and we were running in the middle. So, you know, three-groove, three or four-groove track, heck, you can't beat that. Wow. And, 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 Jimmy, I mean, you know, we ask all the dirt late model drivers, uh, you know, and certainly those drivers like yourself that aren't, aren't really affiliated with any series. I mean, you seem to pick and choose your events, and, uh, that works well for you. Uh, still no plans to, to, to run any kind of points deal with any particular series in the country? Well, uh, you know, we've been sticking with the Lucas this year. And, uh, you know, last year we missed out on quite a bit of money when all we had to do was just attend a few more races uh, that we probably would have attended anyway. So, you know, the location where we're running at, Lucas Oil, is really pretty much everywhere we are. So yeah, we yeah. figured we'd try and give it a whirl this year and see what we could do. Excellent. Of course, the summer nationals, I mean, that's something that, that every driver is certainly really not in your region. You know, you talk about Lucas, they're throughout the Midwest and certainly uh, down the eastern seaboard and, and in the uh, Tennessee Valley area. Nonetheless, 27 races in, in 30 days, that, that's kind of a trophy, man. I mean, the, the dream, the world, those are certainly majors. But uh, to be able to compete and perhaps uh, do something in the summer nationals, you ever consider that? No, we ain't tough enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that, man. That is something. I don't know how the boys do it, man. You look at Donald, oh, you look at Shannon Babb. I don't know how they do it. Uh, it's the dead of the summer, and, buddy, we've attended some of those races with them, and it's miserable. I was yeah. like, God, you got to be crazy to try that. 
Yeah, I, actually, I'm back with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a McCready call. He oh, was our call the first time okay, around. Right. I don't think he realized we was, we was supposed to talk to him a little bit after eight, but he was in a dead zone. Jimmy, you know, we talk about this is probably the third time that we've talked to you, and every time I ask a late model guy the same question, and every one of them answers it the same. I asked them, if there's one race this year you could knock down, which one it would be? And they all say the dream. Well, you knock it down, bud, Saturday night. So now, if there's one race left in the season you can knock down, which one would it be? Uh, you know, I'd like to get the world again. I'd like to be the first driver to win both of those in one year. I don't think anyone's done it. So I'd no, like they haven't. Not that, not that we know of. And you, and you, well, you're halfway there. Yeah, we're halfway there. We got the, we got the first part done. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, we remember the the old modified days. You know, over ten years ago at Volusia in February, and just how cordial you were to us. I mean, before you even had a late model. I mean, we'd come down. You had your diecast deal going, and had that little old holler. And man, me and Billy, we just walk right up in there and talk to you. And and mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, that we'll never forget, man. So you know, the relationships you develop in this industry they go a long way, and to be able to you know, kind of reach out to you now at the pinnacle of, of your sport. Uh, it, it's really special for us, man. But it's been really cool, really cool having, uh, you know, the, the little bit of contact with you that Billy and I have had over the past 10 years. You, you talked on the phone yesterday about heading out tomorrow. You're going to run Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is this a Southern All-Star show? or No, this is all Lucas Oil stuff. All Lucas Oil, three, three straight nights of Lucas Oil. You end at Talladega, correct, Saturday night? We end at Talladega, and we take off Sunday, and I think Monday, and we go to Cleveland, Tennessee, Tuesday, and then uh, I think we're off Wednesday, or we might run Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at uh, Gaffney, South Carolina, and uh, oh, a couple more tracks. can't think of them right offhand. And, and I noticed, uh, one last question, and I'll let you go, but I noticed, too, you guys were talking about the Lucas Oil Series and you're 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 right amongst the contenders for the championship in this deal. And you know you're not really being uh, you always been one like Joe said to pick and choose what you want to do. And I saw mm-hmm. that you've really chose the Lucas Oil. I think you and Scott both, and I think Billy Moore, your two. That makes that that makes that and, series and sleeper. Yeah, and that makes that series pretty competitive because there's some strong heavy hitters in that deal. And and I know, and I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna take a lot, and I think it will take a lot to 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 de- to knock Earl Pearson Jr. off the top, but. You know what? I think Earl realized right now we had him on a couple weeks ago. I think he realized he's got his hands full. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it, consistency is one thing, and uh, that's one thing we've not been too consistent as far as running the Lucas Oil races this year, and we're going to have to step that up because it's going to be tough to be Scott and them guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know that he's finished out of the top five in a race. Wow. Absolutely. Well, Jimmy Owens, driver of the Gant appraisals, of course, Reese Monument, been on with you for years, and of course, Redline Oil. Uh, just it's a wonderful effort. Talk about whoever else has jumped on board with this effort for 2009, man. Use this as your opportunity, bud. Well, you know, VP Fuel, they help us out. Uh, they've been on with us uh, for quite a while since we're on our late model stuff. And, you know, Reese Monning, we can't say enough about them. Um, PRC, Holen Shocks, those guys help us out quite a bit. Hyper Cold Springs and, you know, Sweet Steer and Racing Optics, Hawk Brakes and, uh, you know, Peterson Oil Pumps and, you know, all them guys are just really great to us. Very well. Well, Jimmy Owens, we're telling all of our listeners and certainly all the drivers that are uh, listening to Dirt World tonight, don't close your eyes because a nightmare will come. Thanks for being with us tonight, my man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Okay, bye. Jimmy Owens coming to us out of Newport, Tennessee. Now, when we were in on hold, he's actually welding something up for a buddy of his. <laughs> I tell you what, Jimmy Owens is uh, 
he's one of these guys that uh, paid his dues in the sport, and uh, man, he's, he's turned into a hell of a race car. Driver. He you was, remember the days of Lucha? He's one of the best modified drivers I ever seen. Yep. And you know, to be honest with you, we talked about this when he first got his late model. There was a lot of people that were skeptical of Jimmy Owens. Sure were. You know, what's this guy going to do? Come out of the box swinging, though. Came, came, he didn't. Swinging. He, I mean, this is one of them deals where he came out swinging. And the problem was he wasn't swinging a bat. No, sir. He was swinging a, like a piece of plywood that was four foot yes, wide he so he could cover the whole plate. Yes, you he got to remember, this guy's second month in a late model. He was on the cover of late model magazine. Yes, he was. Dirt lane model had yes, a big spread was. on this guy. Yep. And for this to happen, it tells you something right there. The, the night we got the magazine, we had him on the show on Monday yep. night. Yep. And we knew from talking to him right then, this guy's going someplace yep. in this sport. And not even a year or two later, Jim, uh, Scott Bloom was, he's the first or second or third. He's a, I think he was the first, Billy. I mean, think about that. Well, Michael England had a, had a Bloom car. Not before well, Jimmy Owens. I, I don't know for I sure. I think Michael was afterwards. But I tell you what, it doesn't really matter. You no, look, it doesn't. You look what Bloomer's picked here and the way he's done yeah, things. Yeah. Jimmy Owens has been the, the, the man in the, in, in the Bloomer, Bloomer stable. And he's done it quietly. I mean, don't get wrong. I think Smokey Madden has been real good, too. But Jimmy Owens has knocked down some big wins. Next to Scott, Jimmy has been the flagship you get of the Jimmy, This is a free plug for Jimmy Owens. If you get on JimmyOwens.com and look at his, the last three years, the, the, the shows that he's knocked down, the big money shows yep. that he's knocked down, this guy has been on top of his game. Definitely. He picked up the North-South one year. Yep, yep. Then he wins the World 100 like the same year. And I'm yep. going to tell you something, Joe. Let me, let me be honest. And I know that Jack Smith's li- listening right now. But I will tell you, this guy, Jimmy Owens, could very well be the first one ever to win the Dream and the World in the same year. No, definitely. I, d- I don't think anybody's ever done it. Not that I know of. Not that I the know only one of. I can think of that might have done it would have been either Bloomer or, or, or Moyer, but I don't know that that's happened. Now, I'll tell you, you know, Jimmy's this type of guy that, you know, they get to this racetrack, and Eldora certainly, I mean, he loves the place. You know, and Eldora, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hollowed ground of late model racing, and he gets there, he gets things right, and he's unstoppable. And he proved that Saturday night. And to be able to win the world already and, of course, the dream, like you said, doing both of those in one season, it almost sounds easy for him to do this. My favorite part is when he said that was just a rumor about him being not being yeah, that champion. Yeah, and man, it was this was, this was heavy news at one time. Everywhere. But you see, that's what—that's another thing about the racing that that happens. People start talking, and this is how stuff gets started. But you heard it right out of Jimmy Owens' mouth. It was just a rumor. Yeah. But cause, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you're Scott Blunquist, how do you let this guy get away from you anyway? Yeah, he's you not know, going anywhere. You're damn right, he ain't going anywhere. He's, he's the future anywhere. of Blunquist. Because I'm gonna tell you something. Scott don't want to race the rest of his life. He's already—he told, told me and you both that he wants to retire. But he didn't say when. That's right. That's right. Hey, I got a new email, and I got to share this with you. Um, this, of course, let me get back to it. This is from David Augsburger. David said Christian had a really good time at East Bay Saturday. I uh, think he made the show, man. Tell Billy thanks for all the encouragement. Yeah, he's a good that kid. I went over to him and he he went through the to the uh, heat race and he didn't he didn't do very well. He was he, he he didn't seem like he was out of the seat like he fell out of the seat. It just seemed like he didn't want to be in the way. Okay, and he and he does good. And, he, and when they start laughing, he moves up, and he doesn't fight with them. But I tell you what, Saturday night, he's in the finds himself in the B main, and I I, I never yelled so hard for somebody as I did. They were piling, they were wrecking behind him, they were wrecking in front, they were trying to kill each other to make the transfer spot. Of course, and I'm thinking to myself, this kid is sitting here, and he can make it because they're going to wreck each other. 
And they did. They ranked, the, the, the guys in front of wrecked him. But when he realized he was in the transfer spot, he got up on the wheel and he drove and he made the A main. And, yet, and then in the A main, when they started, like they were lapping, he, yeah. he did just what he wanted. Yeah. He made the top 24 guys. And he and he let him go about it, but kind of let him swallow him up a little bit. I went down there and the kid's sitting in the car. He didn't get out of the car. I said, "Get out the car." He said, "No, I'm about to go back out." I said, "You got free features for you, got to go." Get out. <laughs> hey, he was excited. He's, he didn't want to get He's out. in his office, bro. <laughs> That's right. He's in his office. He's in his own. He's strapped in. I don't blame him, man. Good I don't kid, man. Uh, good kid. He's come a long way in the in the last year or so. And uh, so the Andrew family uh, checking in on the email. We really appreciate that, David. And uh, they're looking forward to the battle. They'll yeah. be there. Yeah, they, they've been running with us on Friday. They come up to, when we run the late balls, so they run with us, and that's how you do it. The kid gets some seat time, and uh, to see him going to East Bay, too, and run. I'd like to see him come to Volusia in a couple weeks and get ready for the Thompson. I don't know if they'll, I'm sure they'll come for the Thompson, but uh, come over and get ready for that deal. And you know what, guys? He's That, that young kid's going to have his own track right in his own hometown to run at pretty soon again. Now, where's he live, Jack? Down in Clewiston. Oh, oh he lives man, down, okay. around the West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, down that way. Mr. Arnsberger has been uh, Arnsberger has been a very successful with us. He's been very helpful. He's helped us whatever we needed. He's helped us. They've been there for us the whole time. And uh, I know that uh, I know that Ken tells him thanks a lot. And from me and from all of us from Henry County, man, thanks a lot. That place is really coming around. You look at the photos, man. Look at the photos of all the work. Yeah, I'll do that. The, the walls are painted yellow. Shh, don't tell everybody. Oh, okay. Now, that's all right. Now, with the rain that you had, that's kind of pushed back your practice date. The practice dates have been canceled for the 13th and the 20th. Both dates have been canceled. Uh, we're going to try to practice on Janu- on July the 11th, not January the 11th. July the 11th, we're going to practice and then open up on July 18th with a big show. This late model show on July 18th should be big. I- I can't give you a list of names right now because I don't want to let the cats out of the bag, but right now I'm about 15 guys and all, you know, maybe 16 or 18, and all of them are well-known guys. And uh, We're looking forward to opening night there. <clears throat> Good deal. Good deal. I got a little bit more uh, regional news here I want to share before we go to the break. This ain't Formula One, is it? No, I, I got that out of my system. Uh, actually, you know what? I didn't get that out of my system because we didn't do trackside. Trackside tonight got canceled. Yeah, trackside tonight's done for now, but... Stay tuned, folks, because uh, another opportunity is on the horizon. So we look to uh, uh, kind of bring Billy the Kid, myself, and Randy Dye back together, and that Just might be happening. Just somewhere well, in the world. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna save us a little money over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I was starting to become somebody. Yeah, you know, you guys have molded me into something. Yeah, this is where, that's where you got your start. I want to apply for that job at Lisa Brown. <laughs> Jack, why are you laughing, Jack? <laughs> Oh, nothing, man. I could do better than some people. I'm going to move on to this news. What do you think? You want me to? You want me to practice? No. And you know what? I'm so glad that your opportunity got rained out at East Bay. You know, with real racing. Hey, I'm really glad about hey, that. Hey, September, we're going to do that again. We'll September that again. 19th. So it is going to happen. Jack, I'm still on, right? You got that right, man. You are still hey, on. You boy, Gail, son. You mess with me, I'll take over the tower the 27th of June at the Thompson. Man, don't come messing with me, boy. Hey, Randy Weaver. Made a late move to the high side at Mountain Raceway, my buddy Kevin Coffey's racetrack in Maryville, Tennessee. And uh, he raced to his second consecutive win on the O'Reilly Southern All-Star Series Tour. And he overtook the race-long leader. Skip Arp was there, man, with only three laps remaining. So congratulations to Randy Weaver in the Southern All-Stars with a late move to pick up the win over Skip Arp at Kevin Coffey's. Randy Weaver, Randy Weaver was on our show last month or month and a half ago, and he's been hot, too, Joe, in the in the late model racing. And uh, speaking of Randy Weaver, I got my stickers yesterday to do the new 2009. Pull this car up on there, the blue car. I'm going to do some Randy Weaver 2009 cars. Oh, nice. Wait. 
Hey, and of course, Smokey Madden, the driver that uh, one day we're going to get on Dirt World. He is a tough one to kind of grab a hold of. But Chris Madden, of course, out of Great Court, South Carolina, he overtook the pole sitter Dennis Franklin out of Gaffney, South Carolina, old Rambo, on the 34th of the 40-lap event. He went on to win the 29th annual. This was the Lawrence County Shrine Race at Lawrence County Speedway. Now, uh, Madden pocketed three grand in the Tuesday night special. This is his third victory in the last four events on the O'Reilly Southern All-Star East Tour. So congratulations to uh, Smokey Madden. Smokey Madden, another one we're going to get on the show. He's uh, Wednesday nights is tough for him. Uh, he's uh, into the church deal back home real good. But uh, right after this break, we're going to have the only T-Mac that we know, Tim McCready. This is David Clay, got a buddy. I'll listen to Dirt World with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done.
time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt World. Welcome back to Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com with my good friend Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt, and as we promised, this young man joining us tonight all the way from Watertown, New York, driver of the number 39 Sweeteners Plus effort, the World of Outlaws Late Models, and certainly everywhere else, of course, Tim McCready. Tim, you're probably getting pretty tired of everybody talking about this triumphant return next week. You're just ready to get back to work. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. It's, uh, believe it or not, uh, it's real nice to be able to hear, hear you say that the number 39 driver for a change because for uh, for six months all I've seen is uh, the back of a, a couch or a bed or, or some gym when I could get in there and do what I did. So it's nice to be able to talk about uh, things other than being hurt all the time. Dude, I can only imagine what you've gone through. I know you've been staying with your dad a little bit and kind of bonding there, but, dude, like you said, I mean, there's not a whole lot to do in Watertown, and there is a lot to do behind the wheel of that race car. And, you know, this recovery, hey, let's face it, man, this has been pretty damn difficult for you. Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate. I haven't had to go through uh, a lot of injuries in 12 years of racing, and really I've been upright most of the time and, and no issues or anything like that. And, uh and unfortunately, what happened last winter was just a, a bad, a bad deal. And then here I am, uh, laid up for for six plus months or, or so, or whatever it's been. And uh, yeah, it, it gets hard, and, and you get lonely, and you get frustrated when things don't go forward. Uh, I was good for for a while. I, I got my brace off and started doing some things to get back in shape, like they had me doing. And, and I've had a couple of uh, things that put me back. And, and as it has happened, I've kind of backed up my uh, my date and when I thought I could return again and it just kind of you know it gets frustrating and depressing and everything but uh hopefully next week will be the the beginning of the the turn of the corner we do uh, be happy for a while have you been in the car since have you have you been in a car and been able to shake your body around like you do in a dirt car tell us about it are you are you, are you i mean physically are you ready for this well i i guess uh probably a month ago, I would have said I was getting a lot better and really ready for it because, like I said, I was going good. And then I had some small issues that with, with some other muscles and some, and some bones and, and a different part of my back, which I think is all compound from everything, being in a brace and, and being inactive for three months and then trying to uh, – I, I was trying to do too much. It's just more of trying to stay on this program of doing everything with the doctors and the therapists said for me to do. And that's what got nervous. And as far as being in the car – I was there at the shop today, and we're putting seats in and doing some moves and stuff around and trying to get some things together to, to be a little safer. And, and I do have a uh, date here at the beginning of the week to go to one of the tracks by, by our shop and, and run some run some laps and shake some things down. So we do have two cars, and I'm kind of interested. They're a little bit different than two rockets, and they both have different front ends and some things. So I'm a little interested to try that, and I, I'll know a lot more after Monday whether I'm ready for Thursday or not. Folks, we're talking to the 2006 World of Outlaws Late Models champion, uh, Tim McCready. And if you've got a question for Tim, we got just a few minutes with him tonight. So feel free to join the email at dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Once again, that's dirtworldshow at yahoo.com if you'd like to talk to Tim McCready tonight. Tim, I think one of the blessings here is the relationship that you built with Carl and Ann Myers, of course, you know, uh, the car owners of this thing. They have stood behind you, man, and they have patiently awaited this return. And, and that's really a blessing. And the other thing is the fact that, of course, Vic's out there, and, and you had mentioned uh, on some other media outlets, they're actually bringing this race car to some of the events and, and keeping this thing kind of warmed up. Is, is that the case? Well, the stuff that he runs, the cars that he got are pretty well similar to what, to what I got. And we tried to build a program around that, that is good for both of us. And uh, Vic's been using my, my two of my crew guys plus, plus his 
own crew guys, so he's had a really good crew, and I think they've kind of all learned together what some of these new cars, the new cars that we got from Rocket this winter, they've kind of learned what, what it likes and what it dislikes, and that'll all hopefully help me get a, on the curve, above the curve, to be a little bit quicker, and, and as far as Amy Carl Myers, it's... Uh, it's been said before they, they're they're great owners and they've I've been with them now. We we're talking today in the shop probably seven years and uh, I've tried to do all the things, whether it be racing down south and some pavement and some some neat things that I was fortunate to be able to do and and, uh, and they've been around. I mean, we're trying to figure out. It's been almost two plus years. I haven't been able to put a, a complete full season in yet. So hopefully. Uh, after this year, everything goes smooth, and, and uh, we'll get back with them. And, and if nothing else changes, uh, I'm excited to, you know, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, uh, finish my career with these guys in another 20-plus years, hopefully, because we've grown into a big family, and that, that's pretty neat. You don't see that a lot anymore. That's exactly right. And, and, Tim, while we're on those same lines about the race car now, you're, you're talking, uh, you know, it's been almost two years since you've been in a full-blown, you know, race-race program, but you've been out of this thing, you know, since December, and, you know, the changes that happen in dirt late model racing today, I mean, they're pretty substantial. So I was actually reading somewhere how, you know, you have actually reached out to some other drivers and, and things, you know, you're trying to kind of keep things, you know, in check as much as you can as far as the, you know, new innovations and developments. Have, do things change that rapidly in dirt late model racing? Well, I think it does. I mean, it's not, it's not always... Uh major changes where you're, you're you're starting fresh on a piece of paper and redesigning the whole program or the whole team or the whole car. It's, it's more of subtle things that get guys really good at this and get them fast. They change from year to year. As you can see, uh, when a guy like Jimmy Owens goes out and wins like he did two years ago or a year and a half ago, and then he, and then he, he doesn't win, he might run fifth a little bit, but he knows what he did to win, and, and then he had to retweak his program again, and, and then he's back up front winning again. Same thing with Bloomquist and, and all them guys, and I've always reached out to Brian Burkhoff for a bunch. We, we've been close since the first year I went racing, and uh, and same thing with Jimmy Mars and Chris Mars and them guys, and, and they've always shot me straight. And really, the late model community is pretty good at, at helping everybody when they're down, but uh, I've reached out to them because we do kind of see, think on the same wavelength, and, and the stuff that, uh, of course, Berkey's been running this year has been really fast, and uh, it's kind of the same along the lines of what I did last year, so I'm hoping that it, it translates in, but uh, as far as Late model stuff, I've said it before, and I'm not, you know, saying anything about anybody else, but I've raced a lot of different cars, and, and late model division is by far the hardest race in the, in the country to be competitive yeah. at because there's too many good guys. So I keep shining to host. You know, you, you don't need me to, to tell you, but uh, speaking of help, that was a big thing when uh, Tim McCready went down. A lot of people stepped up to help Tim McCready. I know at the Dirt Car Nationals, oh. we, we missed you there. Uh, tears the, everywhere, man. Yeah, all the drivers with the uh, All Tell 10,000 or whatever it was. All Tell All Stars. Yeah, was talking about how they wanted to give you the money or give you half the money. You know, talk about this Dirt Lake Model Racing family or the Dirt Racing family itself. You know, all the people and everybody that stepped up and helped. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of them, Tim. Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, I know personally, and I can't speak for other drivers, but personally, the way I've raced my whole life, uh, you don't really see things like that, and, and maybe it's because we put blinders on because we're always trying to go forward and we're always trying to strive to be better, and yeah. sometimes you never have a chance in your career to take a step back and realize maybe who you've touched or who you've uh, gone and met that might have helped them in their life or, or whatnot, whether it's even a simple hello to somebody. And uh, basically when I got hurt, 
and that's one good thing that has come out of me being hurt. I mean, being hurt is no fun, and I don't wish that on anybody. But when I did hurt, and just to see the outpouring of people, whether it was Steve Francis or Josh Richards and their entire family, and and everybody that just kind of either called the check up on me, or, or and there's a lot of people helped me out financially, which I really appreciated. Everything has helped, and uh, it just. I mean, it's, it's just pretty neat on my end of it. I didn't realize that I maybe have gotten to so many people or, or gotten to be friends with people or, or whatnot, and uh, you take a step back, and, it, and it's very humbling. I've done a lot of things in my career, and uh, I've never been more humbled than I have the last six months by the people that are just genuinely concerned about my well-being, and uh, that's, that's just amazing for, for our community. We talked to you one week before the Chili Bowl. You were all excited about going to the Chili Bowl, and this still happened. I know it's a little uh, early. You haven't got back in the car yet since January, since the deal, everything went down. But uh, what do you think about the Chili Bowl? Is this something that maybe you will go back and try to run again? I mean, you have won it before. You know, will this keep you away from the Chili Bowl, the, the scariness and this whole deal? Or, or will Tim McCready say, I'm going to continue to go and be the same Tim McCready I was before that day in January? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought about it both ways. I mean, it makes sense both ways. One way it makes sense to never go there and, and do that and put yourself in, in harm's way. But, I mean, heck, you know as well as I do, I, I could walk out on a piece of ice here during the winter and fall down and, and never be able to walk again. So it's, uh, I, I really believe what happened out there was a, a freak accident that is uh, just something that normally doesn't happen. And, and I know the team I drove for, Greg Wilkie and their entire Wilkie pack, is uh, first class and, and and that they probably feel worse than anybody in racing right now about what happened to me because they feel like they were part of the problem, and, and they weren't. That's just something that, would, whether it was me driving it or, or the other three drivers they had there, somebody was going to take a ride in that car, and I just happened to be the guy in it at the time. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to sit back and see how things go. I mean, if I'm not competitive and I need some time to recoup, whether it's during the summer or during the winter, I mean, odds are we're going to try to get better and get healthy, but... uh if I'm rolling good and, and I'm having fun and, and I love winning races and part of going through life is being able to uh, do what I do. For me, what I get what I get my deal off and what gets me off is being able to jump in a midget and be competitive and being able to jump in a dirt modified or whether it be a, you know, a pavement car somewhere or a late model or whatnot. And uh, I've been fortunate to have people get behind me, owners that would let me do that. And uh, I think if I change how I'm doing things, I don't know if uh, I'd be the same person you know, normally, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. I want to be who I was before the accident, and that's just me having fun and racing what everybody puts in front of me and trying to win. You know, talking about the accident, I know you already went over a little bit, but uh, if you don't want to talk about it, we understand. But can you take us through that? I mean, I watched it uh, time and time again. You were leading the ace oh, handler. Yeah. I mean, to, what what happened? I mean, I saw the, I know the wheel broke something, and the rear axle broke, but you know, can you lead us through it? Do you know, was it, did we miss something where you might have hit something, a hole or something in the track, or just something let go apart broke? Or? No, I don't I don't think, you know, I, I mean, we hadn't really, we raced the night before in the Champions race, and then I had a good run and didn't have no vibrations or anything like that. And, you know, you, you a, the cushion was pretty heavy in that night, but, I mean, these cars, they run on cushions like that all year long. And uh, as far as what happened, when it, when it happened, it happened right before the flag stand or right around the flag stand, and I knew something happened. But I don't drive them cars enough, and usually, like, the feeling I got out of those cars is when it, when it rattled real bad and it rattled right by my feet, and, and that's usually a motor. Usually, like, when you get vibrations down to your feet or up in your steering wheel, you break the motor, and that's what I assumed happened. I assumed I broke a motor, so I tried to just 
skis a little to the right to get out of everybody's way. And when I started into the corner, I had no brakes because when it broke the axle, it tore all the brake lines off. And then I knew that I was in some serious trouble. And then I was just trying to not run straight into the wall. And I had no idea that the run was going to come out of the center section like that. And when it did, it was just, I just lost the ride. And I got, you know, I only remember the first part of it. And then I remember waking up outside of the track because it ended up knocking me out and stuff. And, but it's just, again, I mean, I don't feel like, and I might be honest, I'm going to car tomorrow and I have to warm up to things, but uh, I don't feel like that I'd be worried about things in this car just because I feel like it was a fluke deal. I don't feel like I put myself in jeopardy by doing something stupid. Why well, I'd be scared to put myself in jeopardy again. I feel like that that could have happened to anybody that would have been in that car, whether it was Jeff Gordon or, you know, a Formula One driver or just a guy that just picked out of the grandstands to drive. It would have been doing the same exact thing down in turn one, so... I can't really say, say, well, you know, I, you know, I made a mistake. So, you know, that's that's a good thing in mind. It makes me feel confident I can do it again. I tell you what, I'm gonna do, man. I'm calling Bobcat. I'm gonna make them sponsor your late model for the rest of your career. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. I mean, uh, that'd be nice. I know it. It's, it's uh, yeah, you know, it, it might have helped me. I don't know that Bobcat maybe it's pushing the blow a little bit. It could have been worse. I know. I know I'm really fortunate. I've seen enough doctors now. I mean, believe me, uh, it hasn't been just one doctor in India or one doctor here. It's been four or five different doctors and so many appointments that uh, I, I think they're sick of seeing me and I'm sick of seeing them. But uh, every one of them basically will sit down. Yeah, I've been You couldn't get better doctors. That's for sure. You know, one last thing about the wreck, and I'll leave you alone. I know you've watched it over video. And this ain't the Bubba show, but what the hell was going through your mind the first time you watched it? No, I just I didn't realize it all that much. What was going through you know, was going through my mind was when I saw the in-car camera, and I thought, them damn in-car cameras, because we just put the thing in right before that race, and I'm like, man, them in-car cameras are almost a kiss of death when it comes to drug racing. And so we want the guy come on and says, we want to put it in for, the, for this race you're going to run. And we said, yeah, go ahead, and there I am flying out of the park. Later. So, I'm pretty much thinking that there's not going to be many inside cameras probably in our stuff for a little bit until I get back home. Yeah. Tim, take us through where you're going to be next week. Of course, the 18th, that's the big day everybody's looking forward to, and perhaps some of our listeners will be up in that region of the country. Uh, take us through some of these first preliminary races where you're going to come back. Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw this way. I really, really wanted to go to the Dream, and I wanted to run a couple of races before the Dream. But it just, when I when I messed myself up a little bit, and it's just a nagging injury, and it has nothing to do with, with the break in my back. And the problem was is I just you can't take a chance. So I'm trying to get healthy. And Monday I'll know more than anything, but tentatively we're going to go to Oshweekin up in Canada, right. which is probably like two hours from our race shop where we're located in New York. And nice. then there's a day off, and then they race up in Quebec at, at Autodrome Drum and for an outlaw show. And, Cornwall, Ontario, and then TNM, uh, Lafargo, in New York, Watertown, New York, like ten minutes from my hometown. So basically, it's a good a good swing for me. For the mere fact is, I'm close to home. So if anything ever majorly happened or anything important had to go down, I could be to my house within three to four hours. So and plus, this track I know from running modified, and maybe I'll be more comfortable starting out. And I know it is. I mean, I'm comfortable going anywhere. I just gotta. Oh yeah. You know, the speed, I think, will come. It's just the racing and traffic and mistakes. I mean, I'm going to be starting out like everybody does in Florida, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I can pick it up quick and, and be competitive. That's right. Well, Tim, from Dirt World, man, get some dirt on your dog, all right, bro? <laughs> I 
I appreciate it. Just let me say, I tell you guys, it's, uh, you don't realize, and, and I said it the other day, I did a, a different a different radio show, and, and you don't realize how much fun it is to be able to talk to everybody again and be relevant. And uh, I might be in trouble down the road when I have to file a retire, but uh, I miss I miss the people and the fans, and, and every bit as much as everybody misses me. Believe me, I miss all you people, too, and uh, I appreciate you having me on, that's for sure. Tim, in a short amount of time in your career, you have made one hell of an impact on the dirt racing world, and I think... Uh, you know, if you didn't realize it before since this entire incident and these last uh, several months of recovery, you definitely know it now, man. And uh, uh, we continue to love you, man. You're one of the best friends of Dirt World here and, of course, Trackside tonight. Well, hell, you're a friend of us in Florida, man, and we, we just love being able to spend time with you, seeing you when you're here in February. And, of course, uh, uh, we were able to make the trip to Charlotte last year. So Let's uh, make arrangements to have him back on the, in two weeks and talk about his comeback. We'll do it. Let's do it. You guys don't yeah. have to. You guys are more, you know I'll do anything you guys want. I'm, 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 I'm happy to just be, like I said, be around and, and be getting back to some normalcy, normalcy for me. So this is cool. All right, we, we won't bring you in car camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, cameras. We can save the cameras for fun after we're done. <laughs> yeah. All right, my man, Tim McCready. You can't thank you enough for spending some time with us, buddy. Like I said, get some dirt on your dog. Take it to him. Bill? Tim McCready. I'm glad you're back, Mud. I hope like Joe said, for me and Joe and Dirt World and Trackside tonight, you're you're more than just a friend to us, man. You're you're part of our family, and that uh, we mean nothing more for us for you to go out and win your first race back. And I know that's going to be tough for you, but damn it, man, we're rooting for you. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks again. Thanks, All right, man. Tennessee. Tim McCready. Dude, I, I think we're all in for a big surprise this weekend, next weekend. I think McCready's going to be okay. I think it's going to be one of them deals where he. You shake your you shake your car down, you shake it down, and you you go out there and you may not give it hell the first go around, but he, I guarantee you he ain't forgot how to drive. Not at all. And if he has, I think it, it'll be what he said. He'll find himself in a big box somewhere, learning how to drive again and getting back into it. I mean, just being out of the seat for a long time. But it's like riding a bike; you don't forget. And, and you know, the worst part about it is, Sammy Swindell dominated the the the. He won every race he entered at at the Chili Bowl. The, the the Tim McCready ran second or third in the champions race the night before, and he was leading this A scrambler. He was the only guy to lead something that Sammy Swindell was running in at the time. Yeah, that's right. And I really think that this deal hadn't happened, Tim McCready would have been one of the favorites to win the Chili Bowl again. But you know, Joe, been friends with Tim for a long time. We yeah, had dinner yeah. with Tim. He was a, when he was a champion. Went and picked him up, took him in the studio. We had a blast with this guy. Yep. So when Tim McCready broke his back, I, I will tell you, it was one of the first ones on the phone calling him and checking on him. Yep. I've called and left messages and talked to him and, and, and just glad he's doing good. And, and I agree with you. I think it could be it could be hell to pay here. Absolutely. There's a lot of people he's realized, a lot of people stepped up and helped him. And, yep. and I think he's going to have a different outlook on it now. And, and, and don't get me wrong, he is a champion. So how much different outlook do you need to have? Same guy. But. I'm telling you, their asses is in trouble. Yeah, yeah, they are. If he has a Dude. different outlook than what he had before he started. Swing it up through this deal. And, hey, you know, I played Tim McCready's first ever late one. Yes, you did. I, I, I did the Victory Lane interview, you I believe. You the ball, did you? Yes, I did. Well, I'll tell you what, we certainly thank Tim McCready. We definitely want to thank uh, the winner of the 2009 Dream. That interview by Tim McCready was brought to you by Billy Steichen. That's exactly right. Hey, that's really starting to expand on uh, Karnak and Real Racing USA. It is. Uh, a little help from Jack Smith, or a lot of help from Jack Smith. He's helped me a lot. And I uh, was at East Bay this past week and picked up a couple more customers. And, uh, yeah, that's really 
stepping up. I, I ordered 46 cars this week. That's how many I was behind. Wow, and I'm, actually, I'm actually about 10 more now behind, but uh, I'll get them caught up. We'll get going. But, man, Billy's Diecast, I got all the new cars on there, 2009 models. Ooh, wait, till you see, wait till you see the new Johnny Collins car. I just cut the stickers for it Friday. It's black. Nice. It's all black with the train, and on the front of the train, it's got like a skull. It's very nice. ball with flames. And the, got that done, and like I was saying earlier, I just got my Weaver stickers. I'm going to do some Weaver cars. And, Good uh, deal. A lot of new things coming. And not just limited to dirt late models or modified. I've seen a couple of the asphalt cars you've done. Now, they take a little more time. Obviously, it's a little more difficult to uh, acquire the blanks for those. Nonetheless, those things look just as good, man. So the, If the guys are happy with doing, like, the Nextel Cup cars, I'll do those and strip them down, and they look just as good when you get them stuck. But, yeah, I went to went up and cut 50 stickers last Friday, so there's going to be a lot of new things coming. I did some, I'd actually cut some Sean Daugherty stickers. I'm going to do a Sean Daugherty car and the website. And, the new Kevin Mills sports my car. I'm going to do it and put it on there, and uh, I'll have all the Jeff Matthews cars. You get all the shed boys. Guarantee you they'll have some. Yeah, the, the sheds. I did. Uh, I did his modified when yep. he had it. But yeah, yep. Billy's diecast. It's uh, you can find it on Real Racing USA, Carnac, uh, Dirt World. Get on there. Taking credit cards, PayPal, whatever you need to do, man. Look, check them out. I promise you, if you call to get one of these cars from ADC or anybody to do one, it's around 125 bucks, and I'll do the car for you for right around uh, almost 70 bucks to your door. So absolutely, this Saturday night at Ocala, or this Friday night at Ocala, uh, things start to heat back up. Billy, what's on tap? This Friday night we have the modifieds are back on tap, and uh, the following week again, June 19th, the Power Memorial has been re- rescheduled to then, and then uh, June 20th at Volusia, they got the 1,000 to win. That's the modified race that got rained out this past Saturday. They're going to run modifies and late models that week, and uh, late models will be able to go and shake their stuff down for the Thompson, which will be on June the 27th. Yeah. Back in action this Friday, hopefully no rain. Modifies uh, Ocala Speedway Friday night. Saturday night, midseason mayhem, double points for all six divisions. That means the late models, the modifies, the sportsman division, the street stocks, of course, the thunder stocks, Many are at the four cylinder challengers. That's all on tap as the grandstands open at 530, racing at 730 at com is where you can check out for all of our upcoming summer events and the Thompson Memorial. Once again, we thank Jimmy Owens for being a part of the program tonight. And of course, our good friend Tim McCready. Look for his triumphant return. That's yeah. next Thursday night on June 18th. Before we got, before we go, I got a, we had a new listener in, uh, Delaware. Oh, fantastic. I also want to thank uh, the Augsburger family for checking in on Dirt World Show at Yahoo.com tonight. For my good friend Billy the Kid, I'm just going to tell everybody, my name is Joe Dirt. Get some dirt on your dog. Get some dirt on your face. Get out and see some dirt racing this weekend somewhere. But whatever you do, stay out of the rain. Good night, everybody.
just around the bend. Dixie High. 